Hello and welcome to I Spit On Your Grades, the results show for our best road trip horror mover. I'm joined this week by my usual co-host, Faye Ellis. Hello there! Christopher Ellis. Hello! And in light of the edition that we recorded last week, the live edition at the uh, So Home Saturday shutdown event, we've also got the Fourth film picker, Mr. Mitch Harrod. Barlet. Hello. Hello. Did I say it wrong? Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's shot Saturdays. Don't worry. Everyone, everybody has got it wrong. Uh, people still aren't using the right hashtag from last May that we've been putting in place. So it's fine. Don't worry. Don't worry. It's good. Call it whatever I mean, you like. As long as you tune in and like the films, that's all I'm asking. Ah, oh, well, there's a problem. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm only joking. I am only joking. Um, so, how is everyone? Doing well? Thriving. Good, thank you. Yourself? Ah, oh, yeah, fantastic. Same old, same old. Nothing new, nothing different. Had me COVID jab yesterday, so, you know. Woo! Marcy, you're the first person, we were just having this conversation off air, uh, you're the first person now that I know who's gotten their COVID jab, so you've broke my COVID jab v-card, friend v-card thing. Yay! Congratulations. You're, you're, it's about the 20th for me, I'm not going to lie, but then again, you know, I work in a call centre, so there's a lot of people in there. Got a lot of sick friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's the joke. It's really excited to have it, but it's because there's something wrong with you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Chris? Anything new? I am. No, no, unfortunately not. Every day is very much the same, apart from obviously shock down Saturdays to keep us entertained, which we're very much looking forward to again this weekend and the remaining weeks we have left. But day to day, no, it's getting it. See, lockdown never bothered me originally, but it's starting to, starting to get a bit of a grind now. It, it means I'm getting a bit of a grind now, I think. I think that's what this is. I don't think you were prepared for this length of time together alone. You know, that all that having to hold shit till death do us part. He's like, nah, man, I don't fucking sign up for this. To be fair, though, a year a year of very limited company is going to drive you crazy anyway, isn't it? And it is practically a year, right? Yeah, we're not we're not far off our viral our best virus episode that kickstarted the whole the whole shebang back in two thousand and twenty. Don't worry, guys, it's going to be over soon. It's all going to be yeah. fine. Fuck you, twenty twenty. Anyway, Mitch, hello, welcome back. Hi, thanks for having me. God, it's been a hot minute, hasn't it? Very, very hot minute, yeah. Don't know what that very, means, but yeah. Very hot minute, apparently. So, um, I too have been, or you know what, actually, um, I'll be candid because we should all be very, very uh, open with our mental health at the moment. I've been having a really shit time this lockdown. I think a lot of people have. Um, and yeah, it's been struggling a little bit, but this past week has been different for some reason. I don't fucking know why, but I've been having a good week. Not for any reason to do with films, because I've watched some dog shit this week um 
but outside of film content, not including the films I've programmed myself, I should say that just in case I get fucking embroiled in a BuzzFeed article. Who knows? I'm just joking. I would never be as big to go on BuzzFeed. But nonetheless, yeah, it's been all right. It's been an all right week. Good stuff. Yeah, obviously I only kid about the whole cooped up together and stuff, but Chris is lovely to have in a pandemic. Yeah, I imagine it's lovely to have someone there in a pandemic. Sad face. I live on my own. All I have is the people I work with. You have your imaginary leprechaun at the bottom of your bed. Is he still around? Uh, no, he only came when I was high on prescribed pills, not anything illegal, just as an FYI. Um, I've got my monkey, who's not actually a monkey, is a gorilla, but he's called monkey to keep me company. Say monkey again. Monkey. Oh. I'm from Sheffield. That's how we say things. Monkey. <laughs> it's like art, honestly. Say it again. <laughs> I feel like you're taking the piss. I'm not, yeah. honestly. Honestly, this is this is ASMR for me. You say a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch, you know when you said you're having a tough time over the past couple of weeks. Are we now? Are we moving on to educational document? Are we documenting someone having a breakdown with Mercer? We go like, look. These are the warning signs you need to be aware of. Yeah. <laughs> Just reach out to and start saying these things. Please see if they check on them, see if they're okay. It's fine because I've got Monkey to look after me and it's all good. Um, moving on from that, let's not dwell on, even though Mitch and Jeff will be candid and open about how we are. Um, moving on from that, uh, Mitch, did you watch some shit? What have you watched? All right, I watched the... The re the Platinum Jeans remake of Friday the Thirteenth because I I've seen a lot of like articles online because it seems to be like a new thing now where films that were shit on in like the late two uh, thousands or early twenty tens are now having like a revival because apparently like anniversary revivals happen five years after the films come out now not thirty <laughs> years after. <laughs> Um, I don't know, maybe people have got their times fucked up, but I was like, I'll give it another go because I hated it originally. And guess what? I still hate it. <laughs> it's bland. It's got a great opening sequence. I'll give it that. Um, and I love any film that's title card comes like 10 minutes into the film. I like it when mm. that happens. Uh, but the film's dog shit. On Sunday, um, along with Mr. Harrod here, we watched Willy's Wonderland, which, uh, I mean, it was just a pile of blair for me. Um, Chris loved it, but I'll tell you who didn't love it. Our dear listener, Darren Gaskell. In fact, he was raging about Willy's Wonderland. He went red in the face, raging. Like, honestly. Keep an eye out for his episode of Socially Distant Cinema that we, uh, we guested on the other day when you can hear Mr Gaskell go various shades of red. It was it was a shit movie, yeah. I, it I, was. I think I it's it's kind of baffling that I can see people out there rating it like four stars. Um, I envy them. I love that they got something out of it, but I just I thought it's flat, wasted opportunity, and just yeah, apathetically awful. Did not have a good time of it at all. It's no banana splits. It's no banana splits. No, no, no. And you don't see Cage fuck the pinball machine, sadly. Which, you know, that would have made it at least 20% better yeah. if you had. Pin blue board, us. <laughs> Pin blue balls? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, that was shit, that was shit. Um, I watched as well um, something that I, 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 you know, I don't like shitting on movies. And I don't, Do it! 
I don't think I've been negative on Twitter about a new film in a long, long time. But I watched the new documentary from the guy that did Room uh, 347, Rodney Asher, um, who did the Shining documentary and that documentary about uh, night terrors called The mm. Nightmare. Um, he's got a new film out at the moment. It's play, it played at Sundance. It's available online now. It's called A Glitch in the Matrix. Uh, and it's about simulation theory slash basically just a YouTube video wanking off over the matrix and it is just the biggest load of reddit incel wanking nonsense i've ever heard and it's this massive like 20 minute segment where it's this guy it's really quite funny actually um this guy saying he um like just over audio tapes saying he watched the matrix because he was obsessed with trench coats and he just loved trench coats so much and he watched the matrix and it had trench coats and he sat and he watched it in his trench coat um and then he shot his mum and his dad with a shotgun it was the uh drowning pool killer you know the um there was this big thing like in the early noughties of this guy that shot his parents while listening to drowning pools let the bodies hit the floor um it was like part of the whole Marilyn Manson anti-music thing. But apparently the other thing he was obsessed with as well as Drowning Pool was The Matrix. Um, and yeah, they give this like entire segment of the film to him and they basically go, wow, he was a visionary, wasn't he? And he didn't. He <laughs> shot his parents because he thought that they were fake simulation people that were actors put around him in this fake world. I, fu- oh, I fucking hated it so much. I was ang- I angry tweeted about it. I've been very, uh, you know, I've had a good week, but I've been very hormonal this week and I've angry tweeted quite a lot. Um, so yeah, don't watch that. It's shit. I've done two documentaries this week as well, just quickly. Um, started watching the Cecil Hotel Ooh, documentary. Yeah. Doesn't need four parts. Absolutely oh. doesn't need four parts. No. Could have done it in one, maybe two. It's just a lot of fan theory of, all oh, this could have happened and this might have happened. Yeah, but you've got no solid evidence to back it up, have you, mate? Second documentary, and my favourite documentary of the week, is Framing Britney. Now, I got so, so angry internally watching that because I cannot believe how much we failed that girl. We were laughing in heat, watching her have a breakdown and going, she's been a right idiot, what's she doing? Oh, look at her now, she shaved her head. That girl needed help, and we didn't give it up. It's ironic, because you, you, the both of those, the docu- I, we'll talk more about the Framing Britney documentary, because we've got an expert in the room here. Uh, but <laughs> both of those documentaries are literally, like you're saying, they are a failing of our mental health system, because the Cecil Hotel documentary about Eliza Lab, which is a really, it's, a, it's an interesting case until you actually look at it and go, well, no, this is just someone that is struggling with uh, quite severe mental health issues that are on their own in a city with a conglomeration that don't care about her. And she's just made herself vulnerable and has not been supported by people. And yeah, yeah. sadly died by accident or by um, misadventure. Uh, and it's just really, really sad. And I think it's kind of gratuitous to make this four part, four hour sprawling documentary about conspiracy theories when it's just someone that's struggling with their mental health. Um, and mm. the same with the Britney one really, but um Mercer, you you know everything as it is about Britney. I don't know everything about Britney. I love Britney. I, I, I'm going to hang my head in shame because I haven't seen the documentary because I don't have anything other than Netflix or Prime. And I know it aired on Sky, I believe. or mm, Sky documentary. Yeah, so it is a struggle for me to get to watch some things. But I am on the lookout and the fish 
for that documentary specifically. I've seen, you know, I know a little bit about it. And yes, we did fail Britney, and I think everyone failed Britney. But it, it's it's so bizarre just to... It's that, that kind of thing in it where the celebrities aren't real. So what's going on doesn't feel real because they, they live a life that we could never, ever experience. Mm. It's almost but, like characters in a film. But they are people. At the end of the day, and they are real people. No, I know what you're saying. I'm agreeing with you. I'm just saying that they are real people. And I'm growing, the older I am now, and the more I understand about it, I feel it's important to look at people that way rather than just being a celebrity. They need help just like everyone else. And I, I would hope that we wouldn't allow this to happen to anyone else. I mean, she's come back from it, bless her. You know, she has. And I, I think she won the case the other day. Against her dad? Well, he's not the sole conservator on her conservatorship. He is no longer longer an outside conservatory. He is now simply an (laughs) ensuite. You know what I mean? He's not the sole person named now that can deal with her affairs, um, which is promising. But the other, it, it's 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 it is promising because it's taken away from her father, but it's still not given to her. It's co-controlled by an outside firm called the Bessemer Trust, and I don't know if that's something that she has a hand in, but it's still fucking horrible and toxic and disgusting. I, I would say with well, them, I think the idea was she want she was concerned that he was manipulating her through having sole control, so she wanted essentially a professional management agency to come in. And make sure they were doing the best, they were taking the best commercial decisions for her and her future rather than her dad lying in his pockets. And you could say as well that this was all helped along by the fact that there were these people out on the internet who noticed there was something wrong and went, something needs doing here, and backed her rather than. On the internet, on the streets, there were protests, there were a lot of people behind. And I, again, I love Britney, I think she's. She's my one of my favourite people ever. I don't know her, obviously, but if I did, I know she'd be like my best friend because she'd love me too. But um, standard. Um, but no, she's she definitely struggled. But when you said you hope we don't see it anymore, I think we still see it. So we yeah. see people like Demi Lovato accidentally yeah. almost overdosing a few years ago because of the stress and the pressure put on them by the media, the public, their management, their friends who aren't really the friends or their support circles who aren't really support circles. Um, so I think it's it's a definite battle that people are going to face for a long time. Mm-hmm. And especially people who start off at a young age and grow up with a sense of normality. I mean, can you imagine spending your life from being a child just having people tell you how perfect you are and then then say you're not, which is what happens to them. They're perfect, they're perfect, they're perfect. And then, then somebody goes, no, actually, they're not. And like, how Christian would, must that be to suddenly be, like, not be perceived differently to how you've been told you are? Anyway, I'm going to get that Britney Spears documentary watched. And not next episode, but the next results episode, I'm going to give my opinion. I'm going to write it down and I'm going to deliver a statement. <laughs> But I do want to get it watched just to understand a little bit more. But now that we've been morbid and miserable, I've kind of got a feeling that we need to 
move things along. We do. And I think the best way to move things along, say, is for you to let me know who's at your house this week. Well, I'll be at my house or they may be in Mitch's house. Are the stars of Drag Race UK in Mitch's house? Singing a very popular song for our one-star reviews. Who's, who's, who's in my house? Oh my fucking God, didn't... Shit, I didn't see them sat there. They're so thin, they were turned to the side and I didn't see them. That was amazing, honestly. It's like an optical illusion, magic eye. <laughs> wow. But yes, um, I've broke all of the lockdown rules. Um, I know, fuck it, arrest me. Arrest me in the name of... Like catch me first. <laughs> like a witch. <laughs> um, yes, um, I, I am accompanied by the stars of Drag Race, apparently. Who knew? Who knew? I didn't even know. This is honestly some... Um, <laughs> I'm flabbergasted. I'm lambasted. I don't have anything prepared. What? What's that? Oh, they want to sing a song. Amazing. Release the beast! Bimini! I got a one-star review for you, for me! You wanna wanna talk about it to see? You can! We're gonna talk about a one-star review! We're gonna make it! It's not that cute! And the people who wrote it gonna make you fucking mad! Whoa, whoa, whoa! One-star review gone bad! <laughs> Thank you so much! Oh, wow. That was, honestly, that was the, that was eight of the cast of, of RuPaul's Drag Race, uh, UK Series 2, uh, fresh from the BBC, even though I don't pay a uh, TV licence. Um, amazing, honestly amazing. Thank you, thank you for joining us. Isn't it, isn't it nice that they made it one on the spot, rather than going with the popular Bing Bang Bong? I mean, Bimini did steal a line from their own Bing Bang Bong song there, but you yeah. know what, I've got respect for you even though you're a vegan. But for copyright reasons, that segment was under three seconds, so cannot be claimed and attributed against I Spit On Your Grades podcast. Thank you. Bing, bang, bong. Sing, sing, song. Bing, bang, bong. You get <laughs> Anyway, who wants to read that one-star review first? Um, I think we should let Chris go first. He's not said anything in a while. Bless him. Jam now, boy. Bing bang bongs. I don't even know what fucking bing bang bong is. I know you don't. I'm sorry. I don't want to know. Don't, don't. That's not. That's not opening for someone to explain it to me. Just. I'll tell you later. Don't worry. Okay. Right. One star review for Windchill. This one comes courtesy of Bavara two thousand. You went to the year 2000. Not much has changed, but lived underwater. Truth. Right, so cheap, ugly, pointless. This movie, in a word, sucks. I fell asleep watching it several times. I'm not sure whether he means he fell asleep several times while watching the film, or he watched the film several times and fell asleep each time. Needs for clarity. I was astonished by the barrage of bad effects, lousy acting and poor storytelling. Be afraid. Very afraid of this movie. It will totally waste about an hour and a half of your life. I just feel like I should get some sort of compensation for torturing myself with this abomination of a film. If I could do any kind of web design, I would make a site dedicated to warning people about this horror. One thing that could have slightly improved this, Mitch, Mercer, see if you agree, this would have, would have slightly improved it. So one thing that could have slightly improved this 
was if the girl took her clothes off at any point. It is so cold in the movie, but she could have shown something more than her nice belly, which, by the way, for me, was the highlight of this poor project. Anyone's got any any thoughts on Emily Blunt's belly, nicer otherwise? What's this reviewer's name again? Bivara2000. Right. I'm very good at Facebook stalking people. I can find cashiers in Tesco from their first name. I will find this person. I will call them out for being a fucking disgusting misogynist prick that constantly gives the horror genre a bad name. Continue, Chris. Sorry. No, I completely agree with that. So I continue like I'm going to start defending them. No, I... not not all men. Remember, <laughs> might be all men. <laughs> Mercer, any thoughts on this one? Um, first of all, while I agree about the misogyny and the unnecessary need to see uh, naked females in films. I do not condone Facebook stalking, and I don't believe the Spit Grids team do either. So, just for the records, if anyone comes at you, the Vuvavala, whatever you're called, they've come at you from their own accord with no backup from us. Uh, <coughs> backup back up from me, I'm going to put that out there. Don't be fucking degrading women like that. I'm on it. I don't care. Second of all, um, they were right though. Better Emily Blunt Tech would have been great. No, no. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Um, no, I think it's uh, it is a shame, um, and I think we actually see that we, we see a lot in reviews where they they say it would be better if the female got naked or if there was some female on female um, action and stuff, which is a shame. Um, but then again. I guess a lot of horror movies deliver that to people. So yeah, still not a very good film though. Just in keeping with the theme of toxic masculinity, I'll come on to my review next because we found these totally separate, but it's weird how they link up. So uh this I this is from oh god, it might be the same guy, the kind of Xander, oh Xander Deathman. Nice. So you're not sure. You're not sure now. You're not sure whether you're going to be. I know. Pulled, no, pulled I, up. Pulled up for discrimination. It's not. And this review, when I read it, you in a second, you'll be fine pulling them up, deaf or otherwise. You shouldn't be saying this sort of stuff. So one out of ten. Rusty nail, perpetual victim. I swear, Rusty nail acts like most socialist liberals crime perpetual victims for being hurt because the boys tricked the big macho man that they've not that they're not really candy boo-hoo whatever cry baby so effing what grow up little cry baby crying because two boys prank him la 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 you should have laughed along like a real man would not crying act like a victim and then go after them to punish them like an outraged little girl seriously i swear these serial killers are all spoiled brats I mean, where's the lie? <laughs> you know, stalker, serial killer, or otherwise, you can't be going around calling people crybabies and telling men to act like men. True, true. We 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 shouldn't um, mental health shame serial killers. No, no one shouldn't 
shouldn't do it to anyone, like I said, okay. serial killer or otherwise. Agree. Um, I, I I want to hear this person's take on every single true crime documentary that Netflix has ever done. <laughs> <laughs> I think they'd be fucking livid from the Ted Bundy, Bundy tapes. <laughs> what do you mean your father abused you? Cry, baby! <laughs> well, to be, to be fair, the people who buy the house afterwards, they've got a nice patio. <laughs> Um, can I can I can I just segue on the patio um, segment um, just to name drop an incredible thing that happened to me this week? So I work at a college and we're on half term at the moment, and we had a mental health catch up with a lot of the staff members. And for some fucking reason, I have no idea what, um, one of the teachers in this Microsoft Teams call had Fred and Rose West sat as their background on Microsoft Teams. Um, and and to make this context even worse, um, our college is in Gloucester, which is about maybe a 15-minute walk from Cromwell Street. Um, it was fucking wild, and I just sat there crying for about 20 minutes um, and didn't bring it up, and they never brought it up, and it just happened. But patios are in this season, so... It would seem things are in patios. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, was that all from the review, Chris? Well, that was my review, and yeah, that was all. <laughs> um, I will go next. We'll save you to last, Mitch. Um, so my review came from SVT Cobra three three one. Um, it's quite a recent review, twenty twenty, and it's titled. Simply awful and ignoble. I don't know what ignoble means, but ignoble. <clears throat> Stupid kid and a sociopath make a snuff film. Anyone who likes this movie secretly wants to murder women and children. Spoiler for a rotten movie, the final scene, which got cut from the film to avoid an X rating, was that the woman tied between the semi-tropes got torn in half. I can't imagine the thought process that decided a story had to involve such a thing. Shame on everyone involved with this snuff film. This is not really a snuff film, though, is it? Now, question. Do any of you want to secretly murder women and children? Or are we quite vocal about that fact? We've already, we've already covered the fact that we've been working together for a year. I think that speaks volumes. <laughs> and I've already covered the fact that I work with children, so that speaks volumes. <laughs> but yeah, beautiful. Um, no, it's not really a stuff film because no one dies for real. It also it's doesn't end where she gets torn apart either. There's quite a bit where to go after that. I just think that's like, why is that the worst part in the film? It's not. No, it's not. No. No. I don't know what the worst part is, but that isn't the worst part in the film. You don't even see it. You don't even know it's really happened, apart from the fact that they say it has. But so what? People lie all the time. But yeah. So, um, STV Cobra 331. Ciao. It sounds like a new Lynx body spray, that, doesn't it? It does. 
<laughs> Sounds like a COVID variant. <laughs> Cheers, COVID. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for your shit review, mate. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't fucking my brand, will you? They didn't weigh in on the viral episode. None of them were coming in then going, oh, it was okay. Ending was a bit unrealistic. Fucking viruses, completely silent at that point. Didn't fucking bother reviewing anything. Uh, well, I guess it's my review next then. Um, mine is from 2005. So at the same time as Devil's Rejects came out by Motorkent121. Um very famous reviewer. And his review is entitled, It Smells Like Teen Shit Movie. <laughs> so, obviously a heavy Nirvana fan there. Um, I like to think that every one of his reviews starts with, It Smells Like Ellipsis. Um, <laughs> opens with, Warming Spoilers. So, careful. Aww. Yeah, if, you, if your heating's off, don't worry. His spoilers will keep you sorted, mate. Um, warming. This review... Cointains the truth, smiley face. So good to know, good to know everyone. Uh, he's fact-checked himself, there's no fake news here. It smells like dot, 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 and looks like, and is a totally shitty movie. What and load of crap. Could the actors and act any worser? Could the script be any worser? Could the plot be any worser? No, but Rob Zombies did it. One of the worst movies I ever seen. I didn't think that it was possible to make this kind of shitties movies these days. Or I don't know why he adds an R into every word. I've got a lot, <laughs> got a lot to unpick from this review, Motorcade. You, you went the most West Country I've ever heard you go there, Rich. Well. Oh, thank you, my pet. I thank you, my lover. Uh, have they got no shame? Watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original one, if you want a good old gore-filled slasher movie, splatter movie. Corrected himself without deleting. Wonderful. Um, when I watched the film House of 1000 Corpses, it's a, it's a thousand corpses, um, I thought it was the worst film I ever saw, but this was worser. I will definitely don't watch this after seeing this movie again, this. Don't ever watch this movie. You'll never get these 100 minutes back. So um, we're here. We're here for therapy today for Motor Kent One Two One because there's. Not, he was having a stroke. Are we sure he's not? We know he's a man who's littered with spelling errors. Are we sure it's Kent? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've, I've located him to Essex, so yes. Um, <laughs> I'm not. At all. I don't. I don't know where Motor Kent tends from, but I. I think. We won't dyslexia shame because we don't know. He might have some spelling issues. That's fine. Um, even though they are quite humorous to read out. Um, my bigger issues with this is A, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original one, is not a Gorefield Splatter movie. So Famously so. Fuck off, Motor Kent. Um, secondly, he watched the film 1000 House of no House of 1000 Corpses, and he thought it's the worst film ever. So then he watched the sequel to it. It was like going to a fucking terrible restaurant, having fish and chips where the fish shits in your mouth and then going, might order the tiramisu. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. And then thirdly, and something I hate in so many reviews, when they say you'll never get these 100 or 90 minutes back. Well, guess fucking what? You won't get the 
120 minutes back from watching the Green Mile either, because that's how time works. You don't get time back. It don't matter if you fucking like it or you fucking hate it. You don't get time back. That's how it fucking works. Dog on Jules fucking Vern. Hate yourself. (laughs) Fuck off, mate. Motor Kent can hop in his fucking caravan and go off the cliffs of Dover for all I care. <laughs> Motor Kent, bog on the motorway. Um, two things. Number one, I didn't actually think about the time thing that way and now I'm lumping all people who go, this ruined my childhood, into that segment. Yeah. Bullshit. Number two, I feel his pain with going back for a sequel because I watched the Ring remake and then me and Mercer went to watch The Ring 2, when we probably shouldn't have. because You were pissed when you watched it. That is true. However, probably shouldn't have gone back for a second. Yes, we probably weren't pissed when we decided to watch it. <laughs> well, I guess that's the end of the one-star review. So all we need now is, is our lovely friends from DRUK Season 2 to come and um, sing us out. One star review, one star review, one star review. The fucking shit. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks, Bimini. Yeah. Thanks, Lawrence. You're mad. Thank you. Thank you for having me from Scotland. Oh, wow. Lawrence Cheney from Scotland, there. Ah, uh, give me fuck. Oh, that was beautiful. Getting cancelled for that, aren't I? <laughs> That's going to be in my head for an all the week. Brilliant. So, um, I guess now that's done and out of the way and no one's suing us for... Please. <laughs> Please, no one's suing us. Um, I guess it's time to find out the winner. Mercer, Chris... Fanny Faye, I spit on your grades. Wow, what can I say? The best queen one, the best queen one. What can I say? What can I say? Yeah. I can say something. Um, This, oh, it's kind of bittersweet, this. I mean, well done for winning, truly. Because Devil's Rejects is an amazing film. But poor Mercer. He was so close to victory. And even despite his attempts to sully mine and Chris's films on Instagram, he's still lost. I'm sorry, Mercer. I truly am. Because you were you were this close. I, I want to say, uh, yeah, well done to Mercer. Because he came so close. He came so oh, close. Boy to actually getting any kind of public recognition or applause or validation. But instead, no, once again, he has sunk beneath the mud and he has become... Artax. <laughs> yeah, dead horse. Dead horse, mate. <laughs> um, but yeah, what's your take on it, Mercer? I'd like to extend my congratulations to the Devil's Rejects for winning. Um, it's a shame I've come, you know, second week, second episode, well, like, 
John Marina Rowe that have come second because the public choice has won. I'll just keep, I'll just remind you that it is the public choice that won and I came second. So while I might be upset, at least I'm not as lowly or miserable as Faye and Chris with, let's face it, this week, two not very strong choices. I'll take the wins and the ears I've got, thanks. I'm all right with that. I'll take the fact that I'm completely in the lead. I don't think you are anymore. I was I was two films up when we recorded this this last episode, so I am still winning. I still have the best film choice out of the three of us, voted <laughs> by both the public and you. And I'm happy to say that, you know, even though mine didn't win, I didn't tear down anybody else's choice to get to no. the position I'm in. You've never done that, Fair. No. Nope. Never. No. Nope. You know, why? Nope. Yes, it will come back and haunt you forever. No, but on, on a serious note, congratulations, uh, Devil Bitch, with the choice of Devil's Rejects. It is a good form. Devil Bitch. Uh, Devil Bitch. <laughs> and um, also, also, actually, congratulations to you two as well um, for, like, Chris, Faye, for actually doing as, like, as well as you've done in the competition so far. Um, I'd like to say it's been an honour to be involved in this show with you. Um, but this was one step too far for me. And I'm afraid this will be my last episode. Well, I'll get you a glass of bit of lemon to go on the way out, yeah? What is a fucking bit of lemon? Need help packing, bitch? Bye. I want to congratulate um, Chris, because Chris um, broke character and really try something new here by not um, obviously picking what would be the audience favourite um, and just trying to cheat the system. I thought this was a really wonderful growth, like personal growth for him. Um, and also abstaining from his commitment to fun horror by playing something that is so distinctly unfun um, that nobody voted for it. So well done, Chris. Oh, I can't clap it. I'll look for you. <laughs> We'll be no longer endorsed in Soho Festival. <laughs> Which we are cutting time. <laughs> this we've just fell apart this episode. We don't exist anymore. Um, <laughs> Mercer's left, Chris has left. But we'll be back. No, we're not we're not really leaving. We'll be back next week with um God knows what. What was the biggest gross hit? Oh, Invisible Man. Oh, well, that was really good. <laughs> Come on, Chris. Tell us how Jurassic Park is one of the most controversially great films of all time. <laughs> it's what everyone wants. Um, well, you know what? As the winner of this episode, I would like to, you know, do what winners do. Choose the next subject. But I'm not going to choose the next subject. Instead, I'm going to offer up an invitation for you guys for a rematch live on one of our future So Home Horror Fest events uh, where we'll be uh, portraying animal horror and the best animal horror films. So I would like to posit that as a future episode um, for us to discuss live on air, uh, just like we did with this one, where we discuss our best wild animal horror. I am in my lycra. I have got my Mexican wrestling helmet, not helmet, mask on. I'm ready to go with this. And just off the bat, Marley and me. 
It's what I'll be bringing. <laughs> yes, that would be amazing, Mitch. Thank you very much. Uh, we would happily accept that invitation. Um, hopefully, Mercer doesn't fuck off for half an hour this time to go do whatever he was doing last time. Mercer, it's all right. We we all he was still right. having a wank, weren't he? Yeah. Right. Like, I'll be honest with you, right? So I've got this Mac, and I've never had one before. This handheld. I don't, I don't care what you're masturbating in. I don't care if you want to open <laughs> up your coat to show your neighbours, but you don't need it's to put your ring. I don't know where to touch it, and it does different. Don't things. touch it. <laughs> to what it normally like, does different. I'm touching it. It just went off. Yes. <laughs> Animal horror. I'm going to bring it and I'm going to lay it down hard. And no, I'm not going to do a Chris and pick Cujo. I'm going to pick something interesting. Chris, don't oh, pick Cujo. I think I already have my choice. I think and, I do. And Pale already knows that it fulfills the criteria of A, not being something everyone's going to go to, and B, is lots of fun. So, how about we talk about our favourite? Um, animal horrors on mm -hmm. the 6th of March, Saturday the 6th of March, live on air, just like we did our favourite road horrors. You in? Yeah, man, I'm in. I'm in. We are in. It's a date, but it's a date that you're going to pay for, all right, for winning this time. I, I'm like, like I said, I'm like, oh no, I'm laying it down, which means I'm giving it up. Okay, so 6th of March, we're going live this week, Chris, Mitch has won. Um, I feel like we can wrap it up, call it a day, say goodbye to these lovely, lovely people who are listening, unless someone's got something to say. Uh, just a quickie, just to say, uh, Mitch is obviously doing each Saturday, Chuck down Saturdays. What are you playing this week, Mitch? What have we got on offer? Well, this week, uh, if, if, if we're going, obviously, because we're recording on a certain date just before uh, the weekend that's about to occur, so we have to time travel a little bit. But for everyone listening to this, uh, coming up this Saturday, uh, we have a very, very special... Our theme is Ghost in the Machine. Uh, we have a really, really special preview of Christian Ponce's Argentinian Shocker History of the Occult. Uh, playing alongside some really, really great shorts, Teething by Glenn Matthews and Rear Window uh, as an extra super secret surprise, the world premiere of uh, Rear Window um, by Max Bryepilov. Um, and then we also have the super, super fun uh, cell phone shocker, uh, 47 Hours to Live. Uh, we're playing the UK premiere of that from Patrick Johnson, um, alongside some really fun short films, all about your mobile phones, um, Hide and Seek from Thomas Nicholl and Andrew Gleason, and Selfie, which played at Cellular Screams last year, uh, by John Poliquin. Uh, so yeah, well, we've got some, some, some good computer, TV, mobile phone based horror uh, coming to you uh, this Saturday, the 27th of February, which marks our halfway point of Shockdown Saturdays, which is wild, really weird. And, and if people want to tune in in future and catch up with all the stuff you are doing constantly, amazingly, my dad, where can they find you? Uh, well, follow us on our social medias. Um, all of our social medias are Soho Horror Fest um so on twitter or on facebook however um as, as has been a kind of a consistent issue with just finding the online 
page. Uh, so the online festivals, all of Shockdown Saturdays are being broadcast for free for everyone because we understand how kind of financially difficult uh, these pandemic times can be. Mm. Um, however, if you do want to tune into those, you can go on our Facebook private group, which is So Home, so S-O-H-O-M-E, Horror Fest. Um, and then request to join that group. It's a private group, and that's where we do all of our live streams. Uh, it's where we share our Zoom links for this uh, podcast, this live podcast, um, and where we share all of our film links as well. So that's the best place to hit us up. Amazing. Good times. Get on it, people. It's good stuff. It is. And we should probably let people know where they can find us if they haven't already. Of course. They can find us at SpitGrays on both Twitter and Instagram. We're iSpit on your Grays on Facebook. And you can always contact us via email, electricpossums at gmail.com. Although no one ever has, apart from Letterboxd. So Letterboxd loves us from no one else. Letterboxd loves everyone, though. And where can you listen to us? You can listen to us on most good podcast providers. We're available on iTunes, Spotify, Acast. Just pop us in Google and I'm sure you'll be able to locate us. And if you listen to us and enjoy it, please do rate, review and subscribe. Every little helps. Brilliant. So I guess this is it then, peeps. Another week done. Another week where we're not going to see each other again. Cold, lonely, miserable. Except for you two, little birds. Um, So I guess we just have one thing left to say. And that's... Goodbye. I were going to scream release the beast, but I just couldn't get the... Do it! I just couldn't do it. Do it! (laughs) It's coming out. So I'm going to say just goodbye. Goodbye, my friends. Bye-bye. Release the beast, Gupta!